0: everybody, happy Tuesday. You're listening to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. How are you guys doing on this fine Tuesday?
1: I gotta deliver a warning here. Um, The second phase of my roof is being installed, so you may hear that over the course of this podcast. I'll try to mute when I'm not talking, but you may hear some pounding
2: under construction, right? Just like the yeah, coyotes. it's a
0: rebuild reminder it's but a in your house,
2: <laughs> yeah, as as the coyotes prepare to hit the road today for the next several days, going from Vegas to Canada to. To where? Boise, Idaho. Boise. We Boise, we Idaho. Yep. Sure. As, Why
0: not? as the coyotes prepare to hit the road is a phrase we'll be saying a lot in the first half of the season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Freaking flyer miles. Love it.
0: Yep. Well, we're just one week away from the NHL season starting in North America, that is. We'll talk more about the international games later in the week. But one week from today, regular season NHL games will be played. One week from Wednesday. Coyotes game or, yeah, no Thursday, Thursday right?
2: Yeah, Thursday, Thursday Coyotes in Pittsburgh, games. Thursday Coyotes. Saturday, Pittsburgh Boston.
0: <laughs> Craig is making me lose my shit.
2: It's a mullet sandwich. What is because of the pounding? Don't day?
0: even don't even worry about it. You know, this is I just behind behind the scenes. That definitely PG not going to talk
2: about what's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> Everyone will right. you now. Well, <laughs> I missed it. I don't
0: don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing new. <laughs> so, Coyotes training camp is underway. We'll talk more about that toward the end of the show. But, Tucson Roadrunners training camp started this week. Um, it's kind of, we kind of have, have a better idea of the training camp roster in Tucson. And we did a whole show about which Coyotes players have something to prove this season. So, we thought we would go hypothetically down the I-10 and look at the guys in Tucson who have something to prove and something to show this season and maybe those players can be players that we see on the Coyotes roster this year as well so without further ado let's start on this list with Victor Soderstrom who was just sent down to Tucson and I'll throw it over to you guys for what does Victor Soderstrom have to prove in Tucson this year
1: boy Uh, PD, I know you have thoughts on this as well, but to me a lot, I just, I haven't seen the pop. I haven't seen the dynamism from his game. I I, I know that these, these past few years have been disjointed for a lot of guys, but to me right now, when I look at Victor Soderstrom, who was a, maybe a surprisingly high first round draft pick back in the John Chaika era right now, what I think he can do is he can run a power play and he can make a good first pass the rest of his game. I don't know. I don't know what else he brings to the table, and I'm not sure that those tools alone are enough to be an NHL defenseman.
2: Yeah, when he, you know, when you you look at when he was brought in, you pick him in 11th overall in 2019 as an offensive defenseman. That's what he was brought here for. Skates well, can get the puck up the ice, and can help on the power play from the right-hand side of the, of the ice, and pretty highly touted. Um, coming out of Sweden, it just hasn't clicked for him. And you talk about a guy that's going to be a, a offensive puck mover. You look for things like quickness and speed up the ice, and the ability. You remember when Oliver first came into the league and his ability to go into the corner with a bigger player and still come out with the puck because of his ability to move in tight spaces. Victor hasn't shown that yet, and, and that is starting to become a concern because I mean this is this is his time. I mean this honestly, this is his chance, last chance to really make or break. his his opportunities with the Coyotes. He's got this plus another year on his contract. contract. And just to give you an idea too, I want to go back to the 2019 draft and just some of the other names that were picked around him. The defensemen that went before him, and I know it's not fair because it went before him, but the two defensemen to go before him were Bo Byram and Mo Sider. So... Just saying, Cole Caulfield, Alex Newhook came after him. Peyton Krebs came Oof. after him. So there were some pretty big-name players that came after him. Toby, Tobias Bjornfoot in L.A. that you're going to see um, on opening Peyton night. Krebs! Yep, yeah, yep. so there's some really good names that came after him. Um, L.A. grabbed Kaliev later in the second round. So there's some guys that... C- that have played in the National Hockey League. And if you've seen, I guess you want to say they have a name for themselves. So, so to assume they thought the progression would be there by now. You thought he'd be an everyday top six defenseman for the Arizona Coyotes by this season. Even last year, you can kind of give him, I don't want to say a mulligan, but it's okay for last year. He still had to develop. And maybe you would talk about this, getting his speed and his strength and acclimated to the North American game. This is the year. I mean, I I think when you draft him in in 2019, you go, okay, this is the season you anticipate that he is going to be part of the top six when you draft him 11th overall. And as of yet, it hasn't happened. Not saying it won't. Because he's going to get an opportunity to play. I know he got sent down. He's going to get an opportunity to play games in the National Hockey League this season. He is going to have to, one, he's going to have to commit to the American League game. He's going to have to work hard, and he is going to have to dominate. Because you remember Kyle Capabianco, when he was in the American League, he was an American League all-star. He could carry the puck up and down the ice. It looked like Bobby Orr when he was down in Tucson. Solderstrom hasn't reached that level yet. He hasn't been an AHL standout yet. Mm-hmm. And I think he needs to do that first. Um, I hope that happens for him this year and then when he gets his opportunity he's going to have to do the things he was brought in to do he's going to have to move the puck and he's going to have to excel on the offensive side and he hasn't done it to date and I think patience is wearing thin. Yeah I think all that's fair and I I, would have I I don't know how to factor
1: in COVID and all the starts and stops that it created for players it it clearly made an impact and I, I don't think it's fair to remove that from the equation when judging players but by now I would have thought that at least Victor Soderstrom would be able to make his mark in the NHL. And I, I you know, if, if I'm looking for first call-ups from, from Tucson PD, I'm, I'm not even sure he's my first guy at this point on the blue line. And that's at this point, it's troubling.
2: Yeah. And that's where you look at him getting games. He'll get games. Cause there's going to be some right-handed defensemen that go down and you talk about, you know, Dyson Mayo is another guy that's on that bubble that may end up in, in Tucson, Kalea another guy who could be on that bubble down in Tucson. So you're right. He might be the third guy getting called up from Tucson and that's it's not where you want a number overall 11 overall pick
0: yeah because I was gonna say maybe it'll be something like where Dyson Mayo got the call up last season and he earned himself a roster spot for the the rest of the year and really had that breakout year for himself but the difference is Dyson Mayo was picked 133rd overall and Victor Soderstrom was picked 11th overall and I know you know development everyone takes their own time but it's it's a little concerning when you think about the use of top picks and the lack of top picks that the Coyotes have had over the last few years um so we'll see what happens with Victor Soderstrom. I think we're all rooting for him to have a breakout year because we want to see him reach his full potential to help this team win in the coming years are we ready to move on to our next player okay next on that list is Ivan Prosvetov goaltender
1: another guy yeah. who really needs yeah. to take a big step forward this year? I know that I've looked at a lot of lists out there from from national media outlets suggesting that he could be the backup. He's not going to be the backup this year. The organization feels that he needs to play a full season in Tucson this year. He's got to get. A lot of reps. Uh, he's he's basically he's got to take a, a big step forward because he did not have a good season last year in Tucson. I would I would argue that Ivan Prosvitov has taken a step backward in his progression. They're they're not very happy with him. They're not going to really say that out loud, but they're not happy with what's happened with him recently. He didn't play well. He just didn't play well, and there's some issues in his game. He's got uh, obviously a new goalie coach again, and that can't help when you continually get new voices. Charlie McTavish is in there now, but they really need to see something significant from him down in Tucson, playing a lot of games away from the pressure of the NHL. He's not ready to be even an NHL backup right now. This is an important season for him as well because when you start looking at his future and the future of Coyotes goaltending, if Ivan Prosvitov is not your guy, you don't have anything—literally anything—in the system that you can say, "Okay." There's a goalie we're grooming for the future. So a bit concerning right now that Prozvatov hasn't taken the next step forward. Again, huge season for him.
2: You know, you talk about him in his size. When he came in, you're like, oh, my goodness, he's six foot five, Incredibly athletic and flexible. Like I remember him watching him work out in training camp. The first time he came to camp, you're going, oh, my goodness, is this kid athletic? He's flexible, and he competes, like, till the end when he's on the ice. He's unbelievable to watch. The problem is, is he's been giving up that one or two goals a game that you go, Oh, Ooh, like y- you get concerned about, but here's one thing to take, I guess with a grain of salt. And I, I know we talked about going back to the draft in um, for um, Soderstrom. Let's go, let's go to his draft in 2018. He's played more games than any other goalie drafted in 2018. So he's played six and just to kind of give you an idea of how long it takes for a goalie to develop. He's Okay. Like he's okay being in the American league again, but he has to do just what we said about sostrom He has to be elite in the American league. He had a below below 90 save percentage the last two seasons. He's got to get that over 90. He's got to be a guy that's pushing for the AHA all-star AHL all-star game. And he's got to be elite there. If he's going to move on, because when you go back another year, so the 2017 draft for the top goalies, two names stand out for me. You got um, Jeremy Swayman in Boston and Jake Ottinger in Dallas. So two guys that now They're getting, they got the ball a little bit last year, but this year is their year to shine. So, Swayman and Onager. So, that puts you in an idea of where you want to compare Prosvitov. So, that puts Prosvitov, he's got to make the team next year or the year after. And so, it's again, make or break. And what do you do with a guy? Now he's, you know, you get you, you pick up Johansson, and so now he drops another spot in the depth chart. He has to be elite, he has to play a lot in the American League, and he can't give up that one goal a game. That you go, Ooh, I wish he got that one back. And that has been the book on him to this point. Great saves, hangs in there, makes some unbelievable plays, uh, but then he gives up that weak one. He can't do that this year,
1: PD. How much of it do you think is the defense in front of him? Um, a, a lot of times w- w- when people look at pros for game right now, it's not a quiet game, right? There's a lot of extra movement, doesn't look composed. How much of that do you think is the fact that, you know, Tucson got ravaged by call-ups last season. So when the team isn't playing structured defense in front of you, it forces a goalie to get a little scrambling.
2: I mean, there, there's no question that the better goalie is going to have better defensemen. I mean, if you give me the top six, look at, look at Colorado. Like Kemper just needed to be average to win because he has a great team in front of him. Not, not taking it away from Darcy, just saying that the, if you have better defense, you have a better goalie. I I get it. But having said that you go through the defensemen that have played in front of him over his career in Tucson. It's been a pretty solid defensive core. That's been in and out. And I know they got a lot of calls last year, but they've been pretty solid. And I, I I think this year will be the year. If the coyotes defensemen can stay healthy, the defense down at Tucson could be incredibly solid. I mean, we already talked about Soderstrom and, Gosh, I, I don't know. Is Camdenine another guy down there? They've got a good, solid veteran defensive core. Two imports to, as
1: well, right? Klo- oh, Kno, yeah. Ronald I can't Kno. pronounce
2: them. Cloak <laughs> and That that they that they got there and they're men. I mean, they've played in men's leagues. This is not junior kids. So this is they're anticipating having a very strong top six down there in Tucson, which all the more reason that Prozvartov can't give up the weak one, and he needs to take a huge step forward so that you know what. Every year, over the last five years, the goalie that's playing in the minor leagues has had an opportunity to play extended amount of games for the Arizona Coyotes. There's just injuries and the way the schedule falls. And now this year with all this road games, Ivan Prosvatel is getting an opportunity to play in the National Hockey League. Can he take the ball and run with it this year? Ah, huge, huge. Keep an eye on his numbers early um, out of Tucson. And I expect if Arizona can stay healthy, this Tucson team is actually going to be much better than they were a year ago.
0: Yeah, I just hope it gets to the point where he's fighting for that backup or, I don't know, cre- like creeping in the background. you Petey, you mentioned a few of those goalies from the year before. Um, Ottinger, Swayman, the ones that are creeping behind and putting pressure on that, you know, quote-unquote starting goalie. I hope that's the point we get to with the Coyotes. Maybe the timing for this is going to be good because that's when they're going to want to win. But like you all, you both have already said, like he needs to take a massive step forward this season and you know he had a rough season last season it could be due to all of the you know the shuffling and tucson but if he doesn't have that bounce back year this year then i don't know there's going to be a lot of question marks
2: and to your point leah th- this might be okay like let him play another year down there we're talking about the rebuild going another two years before they really start to see the upswing Ooh, that timing might be just right for ivan Prosvitov don't st- don't write him off yet. Don't trade him yet. Don't say he can't play yet. This might be the exact perfect timing. Two more seasons, maybe maybe overbake him in the American League and go, oh my gosh. This year, he was better. Next year, he's an American League All-Star. And now, oh my gosh, here here comes Austin Matthews and Ivan Prosvitov with the Arizona Coyotes down in Tempe. So don't give up on him yet. But the the leash is incredibly short for his career right now. Like It has to start to turn around right now. And confidence in a goaltender is everything. And maybe he can regain that confidence and go on a run this year. You you make an important point, though,
1: Petey, with not giving up. Goaltenders can take a long time to develop and suddenly – The light bulb goes on, and you've got yourself a starting goalie in the NHL. So with all of his tools, yeah, you're probably right. Ride this out, see what he can give you, especially because it's not like it's a crowded house in the Coyotes prospect department. They've got plenty plenty of spaces. They don't have anybody else that they're looking at.
0: Well, either way, through the rebuild, through the upswing, we'll be drinking Four Peaks beer because nothing goes better with watching hockey than drinking beer. And our beer of choice, of course, is Four Peaks because – why wouldn't it be as the best beer in Arizona, possibly the best beer in the nation, but I'm just I'm just saying. And not only do they have phenomenal beer, they have a great pub um, on 8th Street, so check it out. You don't have to be 21 to go there just to drink and enjoy responsibly. We've got some pretty cool events in the works at Four Peaks, so stay tuned for more information. And we were talking about this off-air before we started, but a few people at PHNX had huge nights on underdog fantasy last night in the pick 'em game you just string to you just literally pick higher or lower for a bunch of player stats and string them together and you can win so max who is our salesperson won a hundred dollars on underdog shane won four hundred dollars on underdog so we've already talked about derek winning a thousand literally you just have to get a few higher lowers right and you win so it's very easy it's fun We've had a lot of fun doing it. I've won some money on underdog and you can too search in the app store or click on the link in the show notes, sign up with promo code PHNX and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. All right, let's continue down this list. And these are three names that coyotes fans will be. If you watched a game last season, you probably saw one of these three guys, and we'll start with Matthias Michelli.
2: Go ahead, Petey. Well, I think we saw the upside with Michelli last year, and I think you saw what he can bring to the team. He brings that high high-end offense. He can get pucks to the net. He can make a fantastic playmaker. He's better when the players around him are better. And I I think, you know, he's still young. He's 21 years old. He got in 23 games this year with six points. Um, In Tucson, he was over a point a game. And we had 57 points in 47 games down in Tucson last year. He was their offensive leader down there. I expect this kid to be a player. I, I, I thought that we saw glimpses of it last year. But we've talked about this before. I think what you need when you're at this age and at this point of your career, you need that little taste of the National Hockey League to say, oh, this is what it is. This is how I need to prepare. This is how I need to work. This is how I need to get better. Now get them back down to the American League and, and get down there and start to really fine-tune your game. And we talked about Connor Garland finally making that leap and figuring things out. I think this is a big year for Michelli to continue – to progress in that offensive stride because he's a guy in the future. When you start talking about the Arizona Coyotes on the other side of the rebuild, Matias Michelli is going to be a part of that. And I, I thought last year he fit in when he played. I don't know if his game was consistent enough to play 82 yet. I think he got, you know, when you got three and four and you're playing four and 60, you could see that he was a little outmanned, but you could really see the offense in this kid. Skill is high. He gets a puck to the net. He has the ability to score. I think he will be a National Hockey League player, and I think he'll be a part of this team when they get through the rebuild. But he needs to take that step and continue to be the offensive leader of this Tucson Roadrunner team. Yeah, I don't think Matias
1: Michele is that far away. To your point, consistency and maybe refining some of those parts of his game away from the puck. But the other thing that I see with Matias Michele, he's really good in those tight spaces, and that's something that you need to do in the NHL. So I think he's got a lot of the tools in the bag already. It's almost a shame, and I know AHL records don't mean anything. If he had played a full season down there, he would have set the points record for Tucson Roadrunners for a single season. He was on that kind of pace, so he is dominating the AHL the way you want to see a player dominate when they're ready to make a move up, especially you know an offensive player. Just little things, little things that he's got to work on. Very, very, it, it's it's refining. It's not major things at this point from Matias Michelli before he's ready to make the
2: NHL roster. And you saw his chemistry with Carconi last year, mm-hmm. and and they're probably going to start together again down there on the, in the top line down in in Tucson, and that chemistry was great. Carconi went to the tough areas, got Michelli the puck, and they blew up. They were a threat to score every time they were on the ice. So I, I agree. The other thing with Michelli, getting the opportunity last year, in most teams even on this Arizona Coyote team, he probably would not have had that opportunity if not for the the amount of injuries that the Coyote team went through last season. And he might've played the entire year down in Tucson, but instead he gets over 20 games and he gets that taste and now you get that hunger and now I want to be there and I got to figure out how I'm going to get there again. So I expect him to have another great year down there, especially when he's playing with Carcone. And speaking of that top line,
1: who's going to be in the middle with them? Leah?
0: Nathan Smith. I think so. Uh, who well, we can move on to our next road runner with something to prove? Somebody else that Coyotes fans got to got to see at the end of last year, and he was one of those guys who was having a really good training camp with the Coyotes. And obviously, there's limited roster spots on the Coyotes, but Nathan Smith, he's kind of an exciting one. Came over at the trade deadline, um, so this is his first full season when the Coyotes organization. His first time. Wearing a Tucson Roadrunners uniform, what does what Nathan Smith have ahead for him?
1: Yeah, it's a, when he came over last year when they got him in that late trade, it, it, a big attraction to the, uh, the Coyotes for, for, for Nathan Smith was the opportunity play in NHL games right away. Same thing with Jack McBain. The problem for Nathan Smith this season is role. If you look at what's available on the Coyotes roster Jack McBain is a better fit as a fourth-line center. He's a big player who can go to those hard areas. He can do the sorts of things that you expect from a fourth-line center. Nathan Smith maybe can play that role, but he's not built as well for that role as playing maybe a little higher up in the lineup. I, I do think he could be a player for them in the future, Maybe he doesn't even play center. Maybe he moves to the wing at some point. He did show some offensive gifts. He he does play a, a bit of a more complete game. I I think that's a product of playing NCAA hockey, Petey. We can we can tout the virtues of NCAA hockey over juniors. Um, but it's just it's a it's a numbers thing at this point for Nathan Smith. So it, it's not a bad situation really for him to go down, especially as we talked about to get a chance to center the top line. Maybe they can light up the AHL and maybe he can just eventually find a slot on this team when they're not filling it with these veterans that they're just bringing in for one season or trying to move at the trade deadline for more assets
2: unlike michelli on this one he's a little bit older he's 23 you go through you go through three years of college so he's a little more mature on and off the ice i think he could this is a guy that's going to be a leader down in Tucson. I, I see him as helping show the guys. I know he hasn't, he's only had a partial season in, in pro ranks, but I think he's a guy that's going to help lead those younger guys and show them the right way to do things. Um, he could be excited down there. He, he does have some skill. He was a point of game guy in college. Um, he got four points here in 10 games, the Coyotes, including two goals. Like there is some skill with this guy. And you talk about the difference between he and McBain. I think head-to-head, straight-on skill and offensive ability, it might sway towards Nathan Smith. The problem is there's a lot more to playing the game than just having that skill. McBain is a huge body that gets to the net, is great in front of the net on the power play, and I think those attributes are going to make him more pro ready right now. And I think that's why you're going to see Nathan Smith starting this season off in Tucson. There is no doubt in my mind that when someone goes down on the Coyotes roster Nathan Smith is going to get a chance to play in the NHL again, the difference is when he gets up there, he's going to have to show them or make it difficult for them to send him back down to Tucson. He's going to have to show them. Yeah, I'm ready. This is my time. Um, I still think he can play in the national hockey league. I'm not sure where his ceiling is. I'm not sure if it's a, you know, if he's a top six forward, I I think that might be a little stretch for him right now. Um, But we'll see how he progresses. He's 23 years old and he's going to have his first entire pro season. It's a big year for Nathan Smith and let's see how he fits. And you're right. If he's with Michelli and Carconi, that could be one of the premier lines in, in the american league like I, I i think that could light up this pacific division offensively so i'm excited to see him play down there and i hope he takes it the right way that he understands i played in the nhl i got that taste i hope he's he starts off with his head in the right place down in tucson um because i think he he is a guy that will see games in arizona this season
0: yeah and i think of Nathan Smith and Matias Michelli kind of as the next man up when you think of if it's inevitable that someone's going to go down with injury on the Coyotes roster that's just how it goes those are the kind of the guys I think of as the next people in line to be called up and if not that when the trade deadline comes and goes and the Coyotes trade away you know these pieces that we've speculated that they could flip at the deadline those are the guys that I see coming here and finishing out the season much like that's, that's a lot of what happened last season, too. We saw Michelli and Smith and McBain and all, during those times. So we'll see. It'll be really excited, exciting to follow them and follow that line. Last guy for our Something to Prove Tucson Edition list for today, Cam Deneen, who we also saw up with the Coyotes last season. But Cam Denine, I feel like, is a name that's been around for a while, in this organization for a, a while. So I'm curious what you guys project for Camdenine this year? Petey, you go first.
2: Well, this is hard because he's 24 years old now, and it's time. I mean, he's been a pro since 2018-19. Um, he's a third-round draft pick, so I, I think to have him get games in the National Hockey League last year was huge for his career. He played 34 games, was unable to, to crack and get a goal, but he did get seven assists. And when he played, I thought he played very steady. I think it's a guy that they feel they can go to when there's injuries, because you know there are going to be injuries, and I feel that they're comfortable throwing Cam Deneen out on the ice. Um, He's a left-hand shot, and right now the left-hand side is a little deep with the Coyotes' defense, so he'll get games because we know there's going to be injuries, especially with this tough schedule and the tough road schedule. Cam's going to get games. Well, the one thing Cam Deneen did – he put a letter on his sweater last year in Tucson and he was a leader and he did things the right way and he goes about his business the right way and he's well liked and, and he does it with a smile on his face and people like Camden in the locker room and that goes a long way for making the next step and, and it makes it a lot easier to say, hey, you know what? Cam's earned this, he deserves this. I I, I hope he can get over the hump and become an everyday player in the National Hockey League. <sighs> I'm just not sure where he slots in. I don't know if he's got the skill and the puck-moving ability to be a top four, and I don't know if he's tough enough and strong enough to be a bottom two guy that can kill penalties. So I'm not sure exactly what he is yet. He's kind of a tweener in the National Hockey League, but in the American League, he's he's a leader. He's on the ice for all situations in the American League. He can do it all in the American League. It's just can he progress his game enough at five foot eleven, you know, one eighty, maybe one ninety, but is that enough that he can make that jump and, and be an everyday player in the NHL? And, and he's at 24 years old. This is the time that he's going to have to do that. And yeah, P
1: you pretty much encapsulated who he is as a player. I, I, I just don't see it with Cam Deneen. I don't think he is elite in any category enough for him to ever ever be an everyday NHL defenseman. I think Cam Deneen at this point is what he is. He's a guy you can call up when you have injuries. And I think that's what he's going to be. For the remainder of his career, I don't see this guy factoring into the top six for the Coyotes, really, at any point in the future, and that's okay. I don't, I don't mean to demean the guy. Look, it's hard to be a pro hockey player, and and if you can carve out a nice career for yourself in that situation, it, it's still okay. I know it's not the dream, but I just at 2016 draft pick. By this time, I think we would have seen. Something more if he was going to be something more. I think Camden Ean right now is exactly what he's going to be for the remainder of his pro career.
2: And the only thing I wanted to say to that, Craig, and I don't disagree. This is his last season under contract with the Coyotes. He's going to be an RFA at the end of the year, so it's a big year to show that he wants to be here and he can still compete. I, I the only challenge I have to what you just said is that's probably what we would have said about Dyson Mayo a year ago. Um, that would have been very similar. Like, eh, is this guy ever going to be? And Dyson Mayo, I, I tell you what, when he got the opportunity. He played and Dyson Mayo had a, I, I think not just an average. I thought he had a very good NHL season last year. So I, I don't think Camden, he's going to get that opportunity this year. I think there's too many people above him. I don't think he's going to get to play 50, 60 games, I'm, I'm hoping he gets up there at all because I think they're they're deep at the back end once they get Stetcher and Nemeth and Brown, um, three veteran NHL players ahead of him. I think he's going to have a hard time breaking in and, and getting games in the league. But I, I hope he can continue to be a pro athlete. I, I know he's well-liked down there. Let's let's hope he can be a depth defenseman um, for the rest of the season.
1: It's uh, We'll get into this later, but Dyson Mayo is an interesting one because he logged a lot of minutes last year, and I know the coaching staff raved about him, but... If you look at Dyson Mayo's underlying numbers, I mean, I know, and where is it this When he year? was on the ice, I mean, teams were getting tons of chances when he was on the ice. So I'm not, and he might, Craig,
2: he might be side by each. On that one. <laughs> they might be, they might be the top pair in Tucson. Like, if, like if the reality is, after all the games of Dyson Mayo, and he got a one-year con, or excuse me, a one-way contract this year, Dyson Mayo may be in Tucson and we'll get into that more tomorrow on how this coyote roster shapes out because there's a lot more defensemen than you might think for this when you look at it and put it on paper and you go oh like he's not a lock right now for the top the top 6 or even 7 for this coyote's defense.
0: Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. I think last season we talked about oh Tucson's going to have such a great year and then the Coyotes roster was just demolished by injuries and the Roadrunners roster was then demolished by call-ups but We'll see. Right now, at this moment in time, there's still that feeling of hope and excitement. Um, So as you feel that, it's a great time to head over to FOCO to stock up on your Arizona sports gear and merchandise. The Cardinals right now are a cool two and two on the season. The Suns season is about to start season is about to start, and Foco has you covered with the best Arizona merchandise. They've officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids, and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. And this week, they have brand new Cardinals hoodies for you Cardinals fans out there. It's the ultimate loungewear, similar to a Snuggie. It's almost that time. We're dropping to the low 90s. We're almost there. Head on over to Foco.com. That's F-O-C-O. And for all non pre sale items, use the promo code PHNX for 10 Percent off, and I just talked about all of those teams gearing up. The coyotes, the suns, the cardinals are in action, and the best place to buy tickets to go to any of those games. And I've preached this for a while about coyotes tickets, but check out game time and at check out game time, especially on day of game and day of event. So this goes for concerts and shows as well. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for everybody who is a last-minute person or a last-minute decision-maker, much like myself. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link below in the description. So scroll down as you're listening to this podcast and click the link there. You can buy ASU tickets as well. So either for ASU hockey, football, etc. cetera. Buy all I was your in tickets Vegas, Time.
2: I was in Vegas last weekend at my yep. brother-in-law's and he's talking about, oh, I want to go to the Raider game, but I can't afford tickets. I said, buddy, let's go to our show notes and click on game time. He was saying the lowest he could find is 400. We found under 200 on game wow. time. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's a real thing. I'm Just telling our show you. Notes, hit it.
0: it's, it's, it's really, the, it's the move. And let me know. Maybe Nicks in concert and, tonight. And let Phoenix. us. Oh, really? Mm hmm. And let us know if you have success. We've heard some great success stories in our members-only Discord. I really want, I love to hear about people's great experiences using game time. So let us know. All right. Last segment of this show. We haven't checked in on training camp in a while. Um, so I'm going to toss it over to Craig. What's I'm the still latest? i recovering
1: from Petey's Stevie Nicks reference here. So
2: come <laughs> yeah. on. And Leah going. Paradise Valley's own. Leah, Leah pretends she knows who that is.
0: I know who Stevie Nicks is. I'm
2: just kidding, so. Leah.
0: Oh my
1: okay. goodness! Camp updates. Not a lot, uh, actually, because <laughs> they're playing so many games on the road that yeah, they they got to be careful. But uh, there have been some cuts. Obviously, I'm not going to run through all the cuts. But the roster, I believe, is now down to 33 players: 20 forwards, 10 defensemen, three goalies. Um, Some of those are injured players. Like Boko Amama, clearly is going to go back to Tucson once he heals up. He's, I think, he's got an upper body injury. Andre thinks he's. Not quite day to day yet. So we'll see when Boko's back in the lineup. Um, there were some other injury updates that I put out yesterday. Camden, Nick Schmaltz, and Ben McCartney all with uppers um, a day-to-day. I'm not sure their availability for tonight's game in Vegas. We'll find that out soon. But I would guess if if guys are nursing any kind of injury, you hold them out for a preseason game. Um so those are the those are the main things that are happening. We're obviously gonna see camp cuts coming again after. These preseason games wind wind down this weekend, this Saturday. The one that I, I wanted to explore with you guys a little more, uh, Jonas Johansson's opportunity.
0: Um, a fortune tea.
1: Uh, thank you for saying it. See, I, I couldn't even get it out, so I just put it in the notes so that you could say it. Yeah. But I don't know what's going to happen here. There, I heard Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick talking about this on their podcast. There's a lot of shade being thrown Jonas Johansson's way. And look, I get it. He has not been good. He hasn't been close to good in, in his NHL career so far. But, you know, I've seen some things like he's literally the worst goalie I've ever watched play. Some some tweets like that. I was like, okay, no need to pile on like that. It's a, it's a big kid still trying to make his way in the NHL. But he's going to get a look, good long look in these final three preseason games. I don't know if Jonas Johansson is, in fact, going to be the Coyotes' backup goaltender A lot of that will be determined probably in these preseason games and what they see in camp. Could they make another move? Well, as I mentioned earlier, there are going to be a lot more cuts coming in the days ahead and there could be other goalies available. So if they don't like what they see from Jonas Johansson, they're not wed to him. They could always go in another direction. Curious what you guys think about (laughs) this goaltending tandem right now.
2: I'm concerned. Yeah, and one of the things, you know, and I agree with you, Craig, you've seen all that thing publicly. You've seen it all online about what Johansson is. And I'm not going to argue with what his numbers have been like over the last three years. Anybody can look them up and they're not elite. But you go back to that last season, 1920, when he played regularly in the American League and he was a 9.21 save percentage, of the 2.28 goals against. He was 14 and four, 14 wins, four losses. So to say that he's the worst goal anybody's seen, I maybe just touch of a stretch. Uh, like, the Coyotes are in a tough spot in their goaltending. I, I'm not sure where they're going to go. I, I just, you looked at, you know, Craig put some stuff out with Greg Wyshinski at ESPN. He put out his goal attending tandems today and the Coyotes are a solid 32nd and they're last, but you know what? Isn't that H-
0: okay? HK?
2: Yeah. I guess if you're going to be in a position to try to run for Bedard, Isn't that the position that you want to be maybe a little questionable? Now, here's the thing: is it runs
1: for Bedard? Get the runs for oh boy,
2: I'm not going there. Never
1: mind. No, I mean that is kind of the hashtag you guys came up with. Yeah, because we're not gonna say it anymore
2: because Leah'll get in trouble with her language. But I I just but with the goaltending, you look at a couple things. Okay, so Gillies has not shown himself to be an everyday NHL defenseman or goaltender. Jonas Johansson hasn't shown it. Vemelka, and if you really look at Vemelka's numbers, like let's be honest, he's still like he's still an inexperienced NHL goaltender. So let's give Veggie, and I'm got I'm more guilty than anyone. We need to give him the benefit of the doubt. There were games last night, the or last season, that Vemelka was absolutely lights out, and he won games for this Arizona Coyote team without question that he was elite at times. The problem with his game, we've said it over and over and over again, was his inability to be consistent over a stretch of games where he could get 45 save shutout one night, but he'd give up three and five the next. That has to end. And maybe after a summer of working, getting physically stronger, mentally more prepared, and working with Corey Schwab and being ready to play this season and take the ball as the number one. A year ago right now, we weren't talking about Karel Vamilka being the number one. We had him as number three. So now he's the number one goal. We had Kojones ahead of him. We had Hutton ahead of him. And he was a guy who was going to play the whole year in Tucson. Now he goes up, was the number one goalie in Arizona. Now he knows he is. Now he's prepared for it mentally. And maybe, just maybe he's better than what he showed last year because now he's mentally prepared. I do think there are things in his game. He needs to clean up. I thought he was too busy. He slid around too much. He was outside the blue too much, but you know what? Maybe he has. So for right now, Until he has a bigger sample set of this season, I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And maybe he has taken a step forward in his career. And this goaltending tandem becomes a 1 and a 2 instead of a 1A and a 1B.
0: What you're hearing here is PD calling for a Coral-Vamilka breakout (laughs) season.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, you know, what's I'm interesting. We but know where the really. Melka came from, right? He was, he was playing over in Europe and I've talked a lot about if Jonas Johansson doesn't work out as a backup, well, there are going to be a lot of guys on waivers. Don't discount the possibility of them finding a guy who's playing pro hockey in Europe. They, they have pro scouts looking at those sorts of players as well. So that could be a possibility as well. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Maybe Jonas Johansson goes out and grabs the backup spot on this team, but There are other possibilities out there.
0: Well, we talk a lot about development on this show because when you talk about drafting, you talk about developing in the same sentence. We've talked a lot about what the the steps the Coyotes have taken to improve their development um, with the hiring of Nathaniel Brooks and Lee Stepniak. And yesterday, the Coyotes announced they have added to their player development department. uh, Curtis Foster and Jeff Shantz have been... Added as development coaches, they'll work under Director of Player Development Lee Stepniak on a day-to-day basis. Do you guys know anything about these two, or is this kind of a wait-and-see? Yay, we'll see for now. Situation.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I just, both yeah, experienced it, guys. They're both yeah. experienced guys. They've been around in several leagues and have done all you know. They've coached. They've they've got different experiences. I think this is the wait-and-see. But if but if Bill is bringing them in and they've got the Lee Stepniak stamp of approval. Uh, they haven't shown me the, the, anything that they haven't done right yet. Um, so you, you trust in the process and trust in Bill Armstrong. In GMBA, we trust. <laughs> I I think uh, you you remember uh, Jeff Toey, right? Petey?
1: Yeah. Yes. I think he has a connection uh, here. So uh, Jeff Toey was pretty high on Curtis Foster. I guess he played uh, for like four and a half years for uh, – Jeff Toye in in Peterborough, Um, he drafted him at age 15. He thinks he's a really quality guy, and he thinks he's a terrific add to the staff. Jeff Toye, of course, used to be the assistant amateur director of scouting for the Coyotes when Tim Bernhardt was here. Friend of the show, Tim Bernhardt.
0: All right. Well, that's our trading camp updates for now. We'll have more on Wednesday's show after the game tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. If for whatever reason you want to bet on that game, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The Coyotes are plus 225 underdogs (laughs) right now. Uh, The over is set at six, so that could be more fun. But if you want to bet on literally anything else, you can do so as well, including NHL futures, NBA preseason, NFL, college, uh, anything, any random sport you can think of as well. It's there on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you're not If you don't have the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, it's a great time to download because right now new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if you do, if that team does. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings. The DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays right now. For every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long, it's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, we just re- uh, referred to tomorrow's show. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to physically put together what we think the lines will be for this Coyotes roster. We'll see how wrong we are because last season, like we said, we did not have Vemelka in that top two goalie spot. So we'll see. Um, This is one that I recommend watching on YouTube and watching live on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel because there's going to be moving – there's going to be visual aids.
2: Literally moving parts.
0: Literally moving parts. Coach Petey is coming out We're going inside the
2: coach's room tomorrow in PHNX. Are you going to don your coach persona when you're doing this too? Here's the funny thing, and you won't know what we're doing until we actually start doing it. And, and all kidding aside, this is exactly, like literally exactly how the process goes down inside the coaches' room for the Arizona Coyotes over the last decade um, since, uh, since we started to do it this way. Is it way. debate then? Is it debate then? Is that what it what it is
1: about lines and combos? One hundred percent, it's debate.
2: Okay. And, and do I get to
1: play pocket then and carve
2: like whatever op- uh, options? Like, oh, I'm an the idiot, PD. You're an idiot, <laughs> PD. You're <a> stupid. <laughs> do you even know the game, PD? Have you ever seen a game before? <laughs> yeah, get ready with that one because that you think that didn't happen in the room once or twice. PD, you're an idiot. Oh, so, oh, but, but the thing goodness. is, we, and we could sit here and speculate who's going to make this team and who's going to make this roster, and then I tell you what, go through this exercise, put it down on paper, put it up there. OK, well, OK, this guy's going to make the team Well, where where is he going to fit? Who is he better than or who is he going to displace in the lineup to play? We talk about Nathan Smith and Michelli and, and the guys, some of the guys today, even Victor Solskjaer, where are they going to play? Who are they going to play ahead of? And when you start putting the names down and really look at them, you go, oh, maybe there isn't room for that guy. And that happens over and over and over. Oh, he's had a good camp. We really like this guy. Yeah, well, where are you going to put him? Where do you put him on that board? So I, I'm excited to go through the exercise to see if some of these guys, and maybe there might be a discussion or two uh, on some players. And, and it does get you, you it, it once you put a line together and you go, "Oh, I didn't think of that." And that that guy with that guy that might be interesting. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Sorry, I'll I'll, I'll let Leah do her job.
0: <laughs> no, it's going to be a lot of fun. So be sure to tune in 11 a.m. Wednesday on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. And as hockey season is gearing up, so is Craig because he's pumping out stories pretty much every day on gophnx.com coyotes coverage, ASU hockey coverage. And it's not just Craig stories. We got amazing coverage of the Cardinals, the Suns, the D backs, all of it. It's a great time to become a member at gophnx.com. Sign up for an annual membership, get a shirt from the locker, when you sign up for an annual membership. If you're unsure, you can try your first month for just 50 cents on a month-to-month membership. And either way, you get access to our members-only Discord, where we talk hockey all day, every day. It's a lot of fun. So become a member today. We talked about speculating the lines on Wednesday. We'll have another audio episode on Thursday. And then Friday, if you missed the announcement on Monday show, Keith Yandel will be a guest on the show live at 11 a.m. So It's a great time. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you never miss a show. And follow PHNX Sports also across all social platforms TikTok, Instagram. There's a lot of extra stuff there. If you're not following PHNX Sports, you're missing it. And please follow PHNX underscore coyotes on Twitter. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening right now. If you haven't subscribed, if you haven't followed, if you haven't liked, if you haven't left us a review, please do so right now. Just take two minutes out of your day. Helps us out a lot as well. Any final thoughts before we uh, head out here?
2: Wiley is saying it's time to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, my roofers are saying it's time to go. Charlie. Okay, I was on mute. You missed the the worst of it. There was all kinds of commotion going on up there. I will have a story on Milos Kellerman coming tomorrow. Guy who just there's there there they go again. <laughs> and before I go, I have I Petey, are you a Seinfeld guy. Yeah, of course. Do you remember the episode with Milos the tennis the tennis episode? I'll, make, I'll be making a reference to it somehow.
0: <laughs> in the I'll tomorrow. have to go
2: rewatch it. <laughs> it.
0: All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Like I said, follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. We'll be back live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody.